Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Welcome to the HR for Small Business podcast. This is your host, Brandon Laws. Today I'm with Paige Tamlin. She is on our HR team and first time guest on the podcast. So welcome, Paige. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So listeners may notice we've been doing a lot of podcasts on millennials and we actually uh, have another one coming today. And then uh, next week I'm recording a podcast with an author of a book on millennials and management. So kind of a theme right now. People are asking about millennials. How did, how did, how do you deal with them? <laughs> uh, but today's topic, how do you recruit them? Yeah. So let's start, Paige, by talking about uh, the employer value proposition, because I think this is something that I think a lot of employers who are really good at recruiting, they've figured out mm-hmm. what their employer value proposition is. For those that don't know what it is and... and you know, you're going to probably try to convince them that they need to focus on it. What What is it? I mean, really, your employer value prop is really how you want to sell yourself on the market. It's basically your brand on a big screen. So taking that into consideration when you're recruiting millennials, like that's what they're looking for. They really want to see your business out there on the market and see how you come up to play. And what are some ways that job seekers uh, and even employers, what are the ways that they'll get that message out so that way candidates can find them? If you guys haven't seen our Zenium culture video that we've done, a little plug <laughs> nice plug. plug. Like yeah, that. you're welcome. Um, <laughs> that's such a great way to like really express your brand and what you're doing as a company and see Millennials really want to know what it's going to be like to work there on a day-to-day basis. So just having pictures on your website of like company parties and things, like everyone knows that's not realistic. And I really want to know when I'm looking at your website or your, you know, your Twitter or whatever it is that I'm looking at, I want to know what it's like to work there. So if you have something like a culture video that really takes a look at your employees and your senior leadership and, and everyone in the company, you know, and showcases what it's really like to work there. I think that that's such a great and easy way for the most part. It can be pretty easy for you to really broadcast that out to people. And I've seen, I've seen companies do some really unique things. I've seen a lot of, in fact, just recently I got Zenium on Instagram because I felt mm-hmm. like a lot of millennials are specifically looking at pictures all day and like they're just flipping. Mm-hmm. So why not have a company page that specifically highlights yeah. your organization and what you're doing? Have you seen employers doing things like that Yeah, to where it's just a really unique way to highlight the culture? Yeah, I definitely think that millennials are looking for your business in more ways than you think they are. So things like Instagram and Twitter, besides them just Googling your company, that's where they're going to look to find you. So Having an Instagram page, I think, is a great way. I mean, you have to be really careful. You can't. I'm really careful with how you'd like push out content and things because you don't want to force it down their throat by any means and you want it to be genuine. But I think especially for businesses that are in media and tech that are looking for those kind of young millennials, I think that's honestly, it's a great, it's a great way to, to look for new candidates. And you're talking about the employer value proposition. Like the way I always sort of look at it is that it's, 
as an employer saying, hey, here's what we value. Here's what we believe in. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And those mediums that you just talked about, the video, the Instagram, Twitter, just getting your message out there, it, it seems like as an employer allowing people to opt in to mm-hmm. what you're what you're selling, yeah. essentially. And then candidates would self-select in through yeah. applying or interacting or whatever. Absolutely. I think that a lot of times people forget that something that's really important to millennials is that value and what the company values and if it aligns what they value with their culture. They're not just looking at like compensation. That's not something that's like high on our priority list. It's a little important. Right? It's a little important. <laughs> sure. Like I need to get paid to like make yeah. a living, but there are things like flexible work schedules and other like perks and growth and development for like training and stuff like that, that we're more likely to buy into as opposed to just compensation. So let's, kind of summarize what you just said. I think today's job seekers, especially millennials, they're looking for something pretty specific mm-hmm. um, in an employer. And it's probably, it varies by mm-hmm. person. But when they're looking for that perfect job, what do they want to see from an employer during the early stages of the recruiting process? Mm-hmm. Like I said, they really want to see what it's like to work there. Because especially if they're making a jump from a current employer to somewhere else, they need to know it's going to be worthwhile for them. They also want to buy into like your mission and what you're doing. Like they Mm. want to feel like they're making a difference. So I think the the statistic now is most millennials leave their jobs within two years. It's probably because they have, I know Brandon's giving me (laughs) this Like I got wide eyes right now. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. I know they do. So after two years, if they don't feel like they're making a difference, guess what? They're gone. It's just day-to-day work for them then. So that with that said, wouldn't it make sense during the employer branding, like the marketing phase of the recruiting process to, if this is true, highlight, hey, you can make a difference. You're going to, yes. ha- you're going to be doing work that is going to be meaningful. It's going to contribute to the bottom line or to yeah. some amazing mission or whatever. Should employers, yeah. are employers even doing that? I don't think a lot of them are. I feel like this is like an untapped potential. You really have to sit and think about how you want to project yourself and what your company values Because if the millennial doesn't feel like it's aligned with what their expectations are and what they want to get out of their career, guess what? They're probably not even going to apply, you know? So then you've just wasted your time. Or they're going to go through the whole hiring process, reject your offer, and then you've lost all that that time and money on that. So you have to get that in their brain very early on through that EVP to really sit and think about this is my mission. This is what I want our company to do. Especially, like I said, those young tech companies, the media companies, it's really easy for them to come up with, you know, what their, their value prop is and what their mission is. But other companies might struggle with that a bit. So I think that that's something that's really valuable to actually sit down and think about what you're wanting to project out. So. And I know we're talking about millennials here, but have you noticed a difference between uh, when you when you talk about the early stage of the recruiting process? Does it vary by generation, like what they're really looking for and what they pay attention to? Yeah, I think kind of that like Gen Y baby boomers, they're really based on their their history. Money. They're looking money. Yeah, exactly. Money. They're, they're looking for the money. <laughs> they're totally looking for money. And I think more than anything, especially with those baby boomers, they're looking for job security. Because that's something that they didn't have or were really terrified of. Security. So they probably want to see a company has been in business for, you know, 20 plus years. They're not likely to probably jump to like the new startup company. That's not something they're looking for. They're probably looking for a more well-established company, somewhere that they can see themselves, especially if they're looking towards retirement. If they are, 
kind of in that age range, you know, they probably wouldn't even be jumping or looking for a new opportunity unless they're really just like itching for something new. But that's kind of the difference with the, the Gen Y baby boomers. They're really looking for the job security and the money, whereas millennials really want to like make a difference. And, you know, as much as they are looking for compensation, they also want, you know, like we talked about the flexible work schedule, the other kind of benefits and perks, obviously medical insurance is really expensive. And so having that as opposed to, you know, a higher salary might give you a little bit of wiggle room. When we go back to talking about millennials and through that recruiting process, maybe they've got through interviews. If an employer's going to offer them a job and the the millennial candidate says, mm, thanks, but no thanks. If, if there's like one or two reasons why they wouldn't accept the job, what did the employer do wrong during that process? Yeah, so it could be a few things. I mean, it could be that their mission and what they're you know driving for wasn't clear enough to the millennial that they just really didn't think that they could make a difference here. It could be, you know, something like compensation or, you know, your work schedule wasn't going to be flexible. They needed to be millennials don't want to be in the office nine to five. That is not something they're looking for. They really want to be kind of like out and about. They want to be able to work from home or those kind of things is what they're looking for, especially too. But a lot of times I see that millennials are rejecting job offers because the recruiting process took too long. That is a common problem, isn't uh-huh. it? I can tell Way you, I went through, before I started at Zenium, I was applying for a position and I had to interview with every single department manager in one day. And it was one day, so it was like an all day thing. It was like an all day. That's I was crazy. there all day. And it was, I honestly, by the time I had finished all that, I could tell already who I was going to be aligned with, who I was going to have problems working with, that just we weren't clicking eye to eye on what, especially with HR too, it's just, it's hard. So maybe it's just, you know, more for us. And by the time I was done at the end of the day, I was like, this is not for me. But aren't you glad that happened? Exactly. So that was actually a good process. But by the time I'd already interviewed with the HR person, and that was kind of like the second round of interviews. So I'd already been through this process for like two weeks. Yeah. So it was like, I would have already self-selected out by that point. But at that time, they were already making a decision. So just keeping that in mind that if your recruiting process takes a really long time, being upfront with somebody about that, like, hey, you're going to need to meet with department managers because it's really important. We're all integrated. Just giving them that kind of notice up front, I think is really helpful because if it takes two weeks, they're probably going to self-select out or they're just going to not accept your offer and you've wasted all this time. You brought up such a great point about just being so upfront about the expectations about the recruiting process. Most people don't define that up front. So like the automated email, oh, we'll get Mm -hmm. back to you soon. Like, Mm -hmm. why not just say, we'll get back to you in two weeks or we'll get back to you in three weeks or... We're just By the way, out. this, yeah, we're just, I just want to know. So like call yeah. me within, you know, 24, 48 hours of accepting my application or however long that takes you to kind of weed through all those if you're pre-screening and just saying, Hey, I'm super interested in talking with you. You know, we either have a lot of applications or we just, we have a lot of an interview process. Is that going to be an issue for you? And most of the time, like they just want to know. So as long as you're upfront about yeah. it, it doesn't seem to be an issue. Well, you could but... realign your expectations based yeah. on what, what they've yeah. set up front. And, you know, often during that time is probably when they might be able to tell you like, hey, I'm also looking at two other positions. So then, you know, okay, mm. this, is, this is my here. top candidate. <laughs> yeah. They're looking at two other positions. Guess what? Kinda. My process is now only one week. Is that funny? Really... Yeah, like transparency is so important. I think like in yeah. just having that open dialogue, I wish more people were like that because I think you speed up the process mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. and everybody gets what they want. Yeah, I mean, I think we all wish we could be a little more transparent. And obviously, it depends on your company. If you're a startup, obviously, that's going to be a little bit easier for you. If you have a well-defined recruiting process, that might not be something you can do. It's just to speed it up. But yeah, just be transparent about it, that it takes a while. That's really all they want to know. When you go back to the 
early, early, early stages of like when a millennial candidate runs across an employer, what do you find are some common ways that millennials find out about potential employers? Mm -hmm. I mean, are they doing Google searches? Are they finding job job postings, Craigslist? What are some of these things that you're telling your clients on the recruiting side? I think recruiting is, it's such an interesting wheel. My professor (laughs) at PSU used to call it like dark magic of Google and recruiting and stuff because you just never know like what formula is going to be right for you. So I think obviously don't just rest on your laurels and just, I always post on Indeed. And so that's where I'm going to post it. Like you have to experiment and see what's going to be best for you. I think being as creative as you can with where you're posting your job. So if you have an Instagram page and you know, you've got a lot of followers, Hey, we've got this great job for somebody in, you know, marketing, what better place to look for a marketing person than like Instagram or post on your Twitter Whatever you've got for social media, Facebook is great for that. It's easy for people to share it too. So you have to consider like, not only is it your network that you're broadcasting it to, but their network as well. So the easier it is for them to share it with somebody like, hey, I just saw this company has posted this job. I know you're looking for a marketing position and flip it over to them. How easy is that? You know, they're less likely to send over like an Indeed posting to somebody else. It's very easy to flip over a Facebook link or, you know, LinkedIn so, or so anything shareable. like that. Yeah. It's so shareable. They've made it so easy. So keeping that kind of stuff in mind. And I always tell people to, on your careers page or on your website, if it takes me more than two clicks to get to your, like, careers or, like, apply now, I'm gone. Mm, so be really mindful of how, like, in the weeds your career pages and stuff are. Because if it takes me more than two clicks to find it, I'm, I'm out of you bring there. up such an awesome point. I mean, I, I think this way because I'm a marketer and I'm yeah. like, how do you keep people engaged and keep them like on your website and, and engaging with your stuff? And that's a that's a valid point. Mm-hmm. It's if it's so hard to find something that you're looking for and it's just the process takes too long. I'm out. Yep. See ya. No, no chance. have been known to be impatient. It's the now generation. <laughs> so exactly. Everything is at our fingertips. So why would I spend more than five minutes looking at your company website yeah. to figure out where to apply for this job, you know? Yeah. And it's, a, I think it's a sign to upfront, like if the process, the recruiting process is cumbersome, mm-hmm. what's the business operations like? Yeah. I mean, if you can't get this piece dialed in, then yeah. what, what's underneath everything else? Yeah. It t- if it, you know, again, if it takes me more than 10 minutes to fill out your online application, Oof. guess what? I'm gone. So if there's any way that your, you know, your IT group can have it, I've had, I've seen websites where you can upload your resume to their, you know, like application. If you have um, a hiring process or, you know, applicant tracking system, whatever you've got going, a lot of times they can upload their resume. It'll automatically filter in their information to the application. So then they can just click go and move on because that is really a telltale sign that if it takes me more than 10 minutes to even apply for the job, Probably going to be that two-week timeline for recruiting. When you think about what speaks to you as a millennial and what you've seen work, would an employer be better off talking about perks and benefits, kind of the early stages of the marketing of the job, or values and beliefs, like we've talked about with the employer value proposition? What do you think is, if you have to choose one one route <laughs> to market the job, what what's the best way, you if know, there is a silver bullet? I think that... Whatever one you choose, I think it's going to be different for every company, but you have to be super strong in that. So you can't just go out there 50% and be like, yeah, this is our beliefs. It's it's great. I'm not responding to that. So whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly. But honestly, I do feel like it's easier for me to figure out what your 
compensation your benefits and perks are just based on my own research. You know, Glassdoor is great for stuff like that. I, mm. I might know somebody that works for you. I can look on your LinkedIn and look at, you know, who's working there. I can probably figure a lot of that stuff out on my own and would probably hear about it in the interview process. So really, I think focusing on what your beliefs are, what your values are up front is what's going to really attract them in. The benefits and perks is just going to pull them in even further. I'm glad you said that because that was where my head was going is that like a lot of the perks and benefits, they stack up with competitors, right? Yeah. I think what the difference is, is the value prop. Yeah. And when you think about the way marketing works is we're headlines, you know, clickbait type stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all you see on Facebook. It's all headlines. And, you know, the headline may not tie in with the the article itself, but that that's just the world we live in now. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to write a headline based on mission and value proposition than it is like, hey, we got 401k matching. Like, yeah. could you imagine leading with a headline like that versus like, we changed people's lives? Yeah. Especially, like, that I think that nonprofit better. group has such a strong, like, oh, yeah. this is our strong mission. And like, people really buy into that. Yeah. So if you can get there on that same level with those nonprofits that have that really strong mission and vision and what you guys value as a company, that's so great because, yeah. A lot of people do offer <clears throat> 401k. A lot of people do offer medical insurance and, you know, all that. But you have to differentiate yourself mm-hmm. from every other company. But those perks are important. And I Absolutely. think your, your point about it pulling you in, I think that's that's a perfect way to articulate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to touch a little bit on the interviewing piece. I know you, you probably got some thoughts about this, but during an interview, what can an employer expect from like behavior standpoint? When it comes to millennials, body language, maybe questions that they ask, <laughs> you know, those sort of things, or even answers. In yeah. Some cases. Um, I heard from somebody that um, they were interviewing millennials, and this could just be a general statement, but that they, they weren't making eye contact with them. Mm. And they thought that that was super disrespectful. And I kind of had to pause for a moment <laughs> because as a millennial myself, I would like to think that I generally make eye contact with people. Maybe it's just because I'm in, you know, in the HR world, but when I talk to some of my friends, they're like, oh, it just feels really awkward to like really just be sitting there and staring at the person and having that, especially if it's a one-on-one kind of interview. Yes, I understand that. So just know that, especially if they don't have a lot of practical experience, if they haven't had a job before, they're fresh out of school, this might not be a strong suit of theirs yet. But generally speaking, like they're probably going to have the skill sets and stuff that you're looking for. They just don't know really how to communicate that super well. So just be mindful of that. I would say a lot of times, too, if they are fresh out of school, they're not going to have a practical reason or example of something that you're looking for. So, like, give them a hypothetical situation to explain how Because experiences like are probably not abundant yeah. for them. So yeah. it's I yeah, mean, hard to... Depending on where they graduated from, they obviously have maybe had, a you know group work and, and stuff like that. Or maybe they had internships and stuff that they can speak to. But some of them don't have practical job experience other than maybe a retail job. So which is super helpful. Mind you, I came from retail. So um, <laughs> it's a job. It's totally a job, customer service. Um, but yeah, they might not have practical job experience. So give them a hypothetical situation of how they would work through something like Tell me about a time when you had to work through, you know, a difficult interaction with a teammate or a coworker or another student in your group. Like, just give them multiple outlets to how to answer your questions so they're not just forced into a box of, I don't know how to answer this because I've never come across it before. I mean, throughout the process, uh, just attracting millennials, the interview process, anything that you can think of that you just want to kind of leave employers with. 
to focus on because I, I I just don't feel like a lot of employers are really knowing how to market to millennials. I think it's a real problem for a lot of people. Yeah, I was reading an article on Yahoo Business and it was said their strong suit and their skills are probably what scare you the most. Hmm. So I think that that's so true. Because it's everything you, you're probably it's not. It's everything that you were not looking for. It's everything that you maybe don't know how to do. Your skill set is not in. So you just have to be mindful that their approach is, is different than others. And I think one of my favorite things to ask people in an interview is like, what are your goals? What are your professional goals? Because that's honestly going to tell you so much about them. And it's really going to be able to give you that eye on whether or not you guys are aligned or not and what they can do for you. Good stuff. Paige Tamlin, thank you for joining the podcast today. Appreciate it. It's a lot lot of fun to talk about millennials and recruiting and all that. So we'll have you back again. Thank you. Go millennials. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www dot zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on facebook twitter and linkedin to hear about the latest in hr and leadership the information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization this podcast is hosted and fully produced by brandon laws that's me and created and owned by zenium resources inc For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com.